Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we are going to be talking about decision making. And the reason for this is that I had someone message me on Instagram and basically ask how I go about making decisions and if I had any advice. And I kind of thought that this might be an interesting thing to discuss in an episode. And I did a little poll just to see if this is something that people struggled with when it comes to indecision or decision paralysis. And I think about 98% of people said yes. So I wanted to kind of do a little mini episode and just casual conversation about decision making and where I currently stand in relation to how I make decisions and what's been helpful me. And I'm going to be sharing a few tips and things that have been helpful for me to move through this state of decision paralysis or indecision. But before we get into that, I just want to say that I think a really important precursor to this conversation above all else and to many of the conversations that we have on this podcast and why it makes it so worth it to investigate these patterns that we may have acknowledged are holding us back in some way or are just extremely unpleasant. This, in my opinion, is so important because it recognizes and acknowledges the profound power and impact of your energy, attention, and creative faculties. If you are resonating with this episode, with the title of this episode, and you're interested in this, what we're going to be discussing here, you've probably experienced before how the cycle of indecision can completely overpower your reality and your experience and in some cases create a really unpleasant internal environment. I really started to notice this for myself when I asked if my rumination and decision paralysis and overthinking and those really repetitive thought patterns and cycles were actually producing positive outcomes in my life or adding value. And if not, where could I reinvest that energy if there was a better place to put it? Seeing what it was like to withdraw some of that mental and emotional energy that I fed into that cycle and putting it somewhere that might actually be supportive or even expansive. And it's not to say that having difficulty in making a decision in every circumstance is something that we need to investigate. It's when we recognize that it's not adding any value. So for me, for example, something that I often struggle, it's a small example, but making decisions for how to spend my time, how to socialize if I want to go to certain events or hang out with certain people. And I deal with a lot of guilt in saying no and worrying that I'm going to hurt people's feelings and of course there is a natural level of reflecting on how I want to spend my time that I think is important and valuable and can add value however I have found myself on numerous occasions getting to the point where let's say for example there's a party that evening or there's an outing that evening and I just spend so much time going back and forth on my decision to the point where it's really not adding any value and if you find yourself in that experience often like I have it can become very uncomfortable and so this episode is going to be about how we can create a little bit more comfort and have a little bit more pleasure in our internal experience in removing some of that energy that we devote to that rumination. And 
what I'll say is that I noticed that I actually got a sense of comfort or that might not be the right word. Maybe it was purpose in engaging myself deeply in this cycle. I talked about this in last week's episode, but I'd often find myself in this constant problem-solving energy, and that is how I would approach a lot of decisions and a lot of kind of important things in my life, where having a problem to solve and approaching it with seriousness and a great deal of analysis, that made me feel satisfied on some level and like I had a purpose. It's almost like I felt that if I didn't have this task or this decision or this requirement to problem solve that I wouldn't know what to do with myself but ultimately for me I reached a point when faced with a decision either for myself or even for someone else I found it hard to not completely engage and invest my energy into the cycle and it's almost like I was addicted to that and it started to become very consuming even if someone else in my life was having a problem or faced with a decision I would feel like I'd need to get involved on their behalf even if they didn't really want or need that type of support and Ultimately, like I said, I found that this cycle consumed a lot of energy and often the energy invested wasn't really adding any value in that it wasn't leading to a significantly greater outcome. So that's where I'm coming from in this episode. And, you know, in wanting to make a change, I basically had to reflect on where this tendency to overinvest myself into the decision-making process, which again often drained my energy, caused me a lot of anxiety, and sometimes pulled other people into that kind of current where that came from. And asking myself essentially, why do we put so much weight on our decisions and why is it so anxiety-provoking for me and for so many of us? And again, the reason that reflecting on this can be so valuable is coming back to the question of, what more supportive places can I put this energy and seeing what results come from investing more energy into things that are actually going to expand us and move us in a direction of our choosing. So for me, when it comes to why we put so much weight on our decisions and why this can be extremely anxiety provoking, I think this comes from the tendency to categorize events circumstances and experiences in life in one of two categories right or wrong or good or bad so because we perceive that we are choosing between a couple of options and that some of them are good and some of them are bad we want to try to gather as much information as we possibly can to make the quote right decision that will have the least amount of consequences for example which i think is fair and a reasonable thing to do we don't want to villainize this very natural tendency to weigh out different options especially when it comes to things that could actually impact our survival or safety and i also think it's fair to want to give ourselves as much information as we can to feel comfortable moving forward with a decision or to feel safe moving forward with a decision and we'll talk about this in a moment but where i think we grow uncomfortable is in the element of the unknown where we can't possibly know how things are going to unfold because there are an infinite number of possible outcomes a single decision can trigger it's not like we make one decision and then we're doomed forever and that's it our lives are over or if we make one right decision then we're set for life either I believe that things are so much more fluid and flexible than we realize and coming to terms with the unknown and maybe even learning to become sort of friends with it and enjoy that element of mystery can make life a lot more enjoyable. And also, I think creating some space from the narrative that there is a right answer or a right decision and a wrong answer and a wrong decision. If you think about watching the same movie over and over again, going back to that idea of being afraid of the unknown, watching the same movie and over and over again can bring you a lot of comfort and you feel that familiarity and predictability and 
there are certainly movies that I always come back to just for the feeling of familiarity and almost safety that I feel watching it. But sometimes you want that element of unpredictability, not knowing how things are going to turn out. I, for example, sometimes wish that I could watch some of my favorite movies for the first time over again because there's that excitement and expansiveness of possibilities when we don't know what's going to happen. So of course this idea of our comfort level when it comes to the unknown is a big factor when it comes to decision making and I think a lot of the time if our predominant emotion, which this was the case for me for a very long time and I would say still to some extent is the case as well, when the predominant emotion is anxiety or fear towards the unknown, then we're going to want to make the decision in which we can control that factor, meaning that we can perceive that we are limiting the amount of unknown factors. And what that can end up looking like is we're making the same kind of similar decisions over and over again, even if they're not decisions that we're necessarily happy with or that feel exciting and expansive it's just because they feel extremely safe and again i think this undercurrent of fear is very prominent when it comes to the unknown on a collective level at least for me even when things are going well in life there's always kind of this nagging feeling that something scary or tragic or awful is right around the corner and then the resulting worry of I wouldn't be able to handle that if it happened. So I want to do everything that I can to keep myself in a safe place. And I think that this fear really plays into the decision-making cycle and can often perpetuate the experience of indecision or decision paralysis. And in some ways is almost like an illusion because we think that we can prepare ourselves for every single possible outcome but the reality is is we could have made on paper the perfect decision and we can still face things that are scary or tragic or difficult to navigate and I think when it comes to being in a state of indecision or decision paralysis for me what happens is I get to the point where I've gathered all the information I've consulted all the people I want to consult and it's almost like I'm turning over the same decision over and over again to the point where it's creating a lot of inner tension and maybe it's also creating tension in other people's lives if you can think of people in your life who let's say they're talking about the same decision over and over and over again it can become frustrating to hear kind of the same issue being turned over and over and over again and The thing with this is that it slows down momentum because we end up being too scared to take any action in any direction. And not everyone is like this, but for me, what I find is that a state of what I feel to be stagnation or being stuck at the same decision point is unbearable. I crave transformation, movement, exploration, experimentation. So for me, it's become more important to find ways of moving through decision paralysis and indecision and no longer be in this place where I am so fearful of the possible outcomes associated with a decision that I've made and also that I don't trust that I could navigate those. So as I said, that was a big priority for me, particularly at a point in my life where I felt that I was really faced with kind of a different path and a different alternative that I became aware of. And so over the course of the last few years, I've kind of played around with this a lot and experimented with what seems to be helpful in moving me through these periods. And so I've kind of summarized the insights that I've gained into eight categories or eight tips. The first one is what I'll call making a clear decision versus blurry decision. That's just how I kind of visualize it. So when I get to a point with a decision where I feel like I have enough information, it's important for me to just move forward with a decision. And when I say clear versus blurry, it's almost like I just have to let go of any attachment in that moment to the alternatives and just commit to the decision that I've made for the time being. 
it doesn't mean that it has to be final. But personally, I find it torturous to have made a decision while being strongly attached to other alternatives. I just find that it is unstabilizing and it really takes me out of the moment. And so it's important for me to have that balance of feeling good enough about a decision and being able to just move forward with it without constantly being attached to something that I didn't choose. It makes me feel really pulled in different directions or like I said just generally blurry in my direction it doesn't help me to have a clear idea of where I'm moving and this feels like it can land me back in that place of over analysis and rumination and it also doesn't allow me to contribute my energy fully to the decision and the path that I've kind of chosen. I am going to be using a lot of different analogies to kind of demonstrate how this can be unpleasant and I think in this case what comes to mind is like when you're in a relationship with someone but you're constantly considering other options or alternatives that you have this pulls your energy away from the relationship that you're in and means that you might not be really moving forward with that person and in a way it's kind of unfair to them so I kind of think of this similarly with any decision where if you get to a place where you're confident enough with a decision being able to almost just eliminate temporarily any alternative options that you have during that time I'm not saying this is appropriate for every single decision but for me that is what's required in order for me to devote the amount of energy and attention that I want to give to really give that path a good shot and again you can change your mind I don't necessarily believe in the whole idea of like you have to stick to one thing and just stay with it but in the moment that you've made a decision I think that in order to move forward and actually to be able to see what the outcome of that is going to be and give it a good shot it requires kind of just being mindful and being present with that decision and I'll give another example. My partner Jamie has kind of been going through a transformation in his career as well and I just find that he's really often in a state of indecision and what that means is he can't really put a meaningful amount of energy and effort into any one path because he's constantly stuck at this decision point and even when he does kind of make a decision of like okay I'm gonna go with this for the next little while and I'm going to see what that's like and just invest my energy and attention into that he's still really attached to the other alternatives and feels that if he fully contributes his energy to that one on some level I think that he fears that he'll lose the others and so that means that he kind of holds on to the others and doesn't fully invest so for example he's choosing between a couple of different paths and he feels that Again, going down one means giving up the others. I think a couple of things, at least from my perspective, can help with that. One is, again, not seeing things as being final and also not seeing things as black and white. If, for example, you feel really uncomfortable with giving up certain alternatives or what you perceive to be giving up certain alternatives by making one decision, is there any opportunity for you to have a more open outlook is there any flexibility to open up that decision a little bit more and kind of give yourself that permission to feel comfortable moving forward with the decision that you've made in a way that doesn't sacrifice something that you feel is really important to you last example i swear because this is something that i really really have been dealing with lately for me is making the decision of where to live am i going to live in a place that I absolutely adore because of the landscape, because of the opportunities, because of the people, because of the friendships that I have, but not be close to my family? Or am I going to move back to be closer to my family and maybe not feel quite as fulfilled from the environment that I'm in, etc.? And something that's really helped me has been to say, this is where I'm at right now. Right now, my decision is to be where I am away from my family I'm not closed off in the future to changing that decision and I'm also open to flexible ways of living it doesn't mean that I have to leave this place go to that place and leave forever what 
what could it look like if it were a little bit more creative? How could I spend parts of the year in one place and parts of the year in another? So just allowing yourself to be creative, but in the moment, not making the decision that you've made unpleasant by constantly being attached to the alternatives. And again, I did touch on this, but the next kind of tip is just remembering that things don't have to be permanent or final. I think part of the reason I've sometimes feared being clear and just committing to a decision is because I fear the finality of it. I think societally there is some shame around changing your mind, trying new things, things coming to an end. And for me, it's been important to create a little bit of space from this narrative or this shame and allow myself to play around and shift and evolve and be creative with the path that I'm taking. And from a career perspective, I'll say that if I had stuck to the one thing that I had chosen at a point in my life, I wouldn't be where I am now. If I didn't give myself that permission to make a different decision, despite the fact that it might look flaky or flighty or lost from an outsider's perspective. And I actually remember weighing out how long I should wait before I quit the job that I was in out of university because of how I was afraid it would look to other people. But ultimately, again, I feel like I'm very much someone who can't be in something that every part of me is telling me. To get out of and so I made the decision that I know some people or I knew some people would judge and that might even close some doors but I had to come to terms with the fact that the doors that would close as the result of the decision that I made weren't really doors that I wanted to walk into anyways which brings me to the next point or the next tip which is asking yourself, am I okay with what I believe are the potential consequences or outcomes of this decision? So going back to my example, in the case of me leaving my first full-time job out of university after only six months, I had to ask if I was okay with the judgment I might experience, the potential future employers that wouldn't consider me because of this, the benefits I would be giving up, etc. And I think there are two important things to consider here. The first is that in some cases, they are potential consequences. Keyword potential. So why I say in some cases, because when I left the job, a consequence is that I would lose the benefits. That's what happened. Doesn't mean that I couldn't get them back. But that was an immediate consequence. Was I okay with that? But then there are potential consequences, future potential consequences. Like I might not be able to get a job because this doesn't look good on the resume. And the important thing to consider here is that I can't actually know for sure if that is the case. I can't know for sure if I'll have a difficult time getting a job in the future, which by the way, I didn't, or that people would judge me. Which, again, if I actually were to think about it, I had to be okay with that. And then the second is that it's okay if the answer is no. If we're not ready to face those outcomes or consequences. If we don't feel safe moving in that direction right now, if the majority of us doesn't feel safe, maybe we will in the future. But I don't think that forcing ourselves to be okay with certain risks is the answer either. I will say, at least for me, oftentimes when I'm considering a decision, though, I'm more heavily considering and preparing for the consequences than I am considering how things could positively work out in my favor. Despite the fact that I felt strongly that leaving my job was the right decision, the actual reality of that decision was a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, and a lot of stress. And really, when I look back, the only thing that was drawing me towards my new reality, the new decision that I made, was a strong gut feeling. I had played out the worst case scenario of quitting my job in favor of a path of trying something new and having a lot of uncertainty. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I played that worst case scenario out and I had such a clear idea of it and the risks, but never did I really imagine how things could have played out in my favor or the way things could have turned out in a positive light. And that's why I've said before that where I am now would have at one point felt delusional because I just hadn't spent any time imagining that for myself. And this is where the power of your energy and attention comes into play. What potential future outcomes associated with the decision you're making are you predominantly focused on? And if it's always the fearful, negative, worst-case scenarios, just being able to ask if you can create space for different outcomes and if looking for kind of positive outcomes doesn't feel natural, even just neutralizing the outcomes that you have in your mind. So the next thing for me that really supports my decision-making process is a feeling of safety. Now, I touched on this earlier, but I think too often this narrative of jump and the net will appear is pushed, which may work for some people, but For me, in order to get my mind on board and to feel good about a decision and to come to a place where I'm not really attached to different outcomes is that I need to understandably feel safe making it. Now, going back to career and the element of money and how that feeds into safety, I've quit two full-time jobs now in pursuit of self-employment and kind of a completely different lifestyle, and I tried it in two different ways. Now, I wouldn't change the way I did anything at all, but the first time I kind of did the jump in the net will appear approach where I quit my job with like $2,000 in my bank account, no plan, student debt, etc. And I think for some people this is exciting and sounds free-spirited, but I'll be honest in saying that was probably the most anxious time of my life. And, you know, the trade-off for freedom I was seeking was also coming with that lack of security because beyond not having that income, I also didn't even really trust myself to be able to support myself at the time. Now, the reason I say I wouldn't ever change anything and there's not really any decisions that I've made that I would change is because things have always worked out in such a way that even though that was a difficult time for me, there were also experiences that happened as a result of that decision that I would never want to change. So for instance, that's when I went to a summer camp and I met Jamie. I taught English abroad. I met some cool people. I got insights from that whole experience that fed into making a different decision the next time. And what I did end up doing was, despite the fact that I had intended to go down a completely different path, I did end up going back to my comfort zone because I had kind of shocked my nervous system a little bit too much. And 
ultimately, I just didn't feel safe. I ended up getting another full-time corporate job about year and a half later. And when I had initially quit that first job, I think what happened was that I couldn't actually really give enough energy or attention to my desire to build something sustainable for myself that was aligned to my values. In other words, to become self-employed because I was basically in survival mode and that energy was being consumed by trying to keep myself afloat. The next time I did it, about two and a half years later, by the time I quit, I felt much safer doing so on so many levels. So I think it's important not to deny yourself of that need. It doesn't mean wait until you have absolutely every single base covered and are in control of every single element that you possibly can be. But it's okay to want to get to that threshold of feeling like you're ready to step outside of your comfort zone and trust that you've set yourself up to handle that risk and unknown and that you'll be able to reasonably give enough energy to that decision that you've made. And a prominent example of this for me right now in my life is a lot of people in my age group are having kids and I want to have kids that's important to me it's important to me to have a family and I've talked with a few people about it and you know some people have said something along the lines of you can't possibly prepare yourself in every possible way which I agree with I think that I am someone that could try to control every single aspect and prepare myself in every single way and end up waiting too long. And I don't want to do that. But at the same time, from where I stand right now, there are some things that I don't feel quite safe yet doing. And I wouldn't want to bring a child into the world with that energy in the same way that I don't feel that I would be able to give enough of myself in the way that I really want to to make that decision yet and that is okay. It doesn't mean that the decision won't still be available by the time you do feel that and it doesn't mean that you have to wait forever to feel that. The next thing is when it comes to making decisions and you know moving through this state of indecision is feeling a sense of autonomy and alignment with your values. So for me decisions really need to feel like they're my own. And when it comes to aligning your decisions with your values, of course, an important thing is to understand what your values are. I think a lot of the time when we are basing a lot of our decisions on somebody else's idea of what's right, we can get into this place where we feel really dissatisfied or maybe we feel like we made the quote wrong decision. And I think also here is when it comes to autonomy is not to reject outside opinions and advice. I think that they can be extremely valuable, especially from people who have been where you've been and who can expand you and who can give you really good supportive advice. But then there's always the flip side of considering why you're consulting other people and being aware of the fact that other people are going to have a completely different outlook to you. And that's okay. But it doesn't mean that you have to let that influence your decision if you feel strongly about a different path, for instance. I think for me, for a long time, I let other people's opinions take me away from the decision that I ended up making anyways. And what I mean by that is I would get a lot of outside data and outside opinions on a decision that I already kind of knew what I wanted to do. But then I would start to question myself when I heard different opinions and that would prolong making the same decision. And what I would find is the decision would be the same. It was just a matter of how much back and forth I experienced and how much self-doubt I experienced along the way. And so now I've gotten to this point where I don't necessarily reject outside data or outside opinions, but I have to be mindful of how I relate to them. There are a few things that I have to be mindful of. One is seeking out an echo chamber. I've noticed that this can create conflict if I'm looking for a certain response that I don't get and then I want that person to see it how I see it and what I feel is that's actually me feeling insecure about myself and about my own decision and I'm kind of creating this external experience where I'm kind of having that 
reflected in my conversations or in my arguments with other people. And I do think it's really important to be aware of the type of advice that you're receiving. Is it coming from a place where someone's projecting their own idea of what's right or their own idea of what you should do onto you that you fundamentally don't agree with? Or is it genuinely coming from a helpful place and you know, a supportive place, even if it's different from what you may feel. The next thing is waiting for the emotional wave to pass. This is something that I've learned over time and is a skill that I really am working on and haven't quite mastered. But not only is it important from my perspective to wait for an emotional wave to pass to make decisions, but also in some ways to communicate certain things. So if I feel a really intense, negative, I won't even say negative, challenging emotion like anxiety or fear or sadness or grief, in those times, I don't want to be making big life decisions. That's just my own personal preference and I've gotten to that point of not wanting to do that through having made certain life decisions from that place. And the same goes for highs, being mindful of making decisions when I'm at really high points and really just waiting to come back to a place of neutrality. And that helps me to, again, get to a place of clarity. And I just find that the decisions that I make from that place always feel a lot more I guess grounded and stable okay and then the last one that came up actually just as I was talking with a few people about this on Instagram and some of the responses that I saw is oh no sorry I lied I have two more the second last one is simplifying I think in some situations and circumstances being aware of the alternatives like I said and the infinite number of possible outcomes or choices can be expansive and exciting especially when we feel very limited in our thinking or our outlook. So being able to recognize how many choices we actually have when we feel like we don't have any can be eye-opening and empowering but I think sometimes that awareness can also be overwhelming not even just in the big life decisions, but as someone pointed out to me, in the small everyday ones, like in choosing what to wear, where to eat, what to watch. And interestingly, I've found myself really experiencing this awareness of alternatives and how that takes me out of the moment. Recently, when it comes to just something as simple and straightforward as picking out something to watch. My siblings and I used to go to the movie store when we wanted to watch something, pick one out, walk home and watch it. And of course, it's become a lot more convenient now and I'm certainly not complaining. But now between the four of us, we have so many different streaming platforms and so much more at our fingertips. But sometimes I find that is overwhelming and can actually make the decision more difficult. And what I find is that Personally, even when I do make the decision of, okay, I'm watching this, I'm still thinking about all of the different wins, ones I could have made. So this is kind of coming back to that attachment to different alternatives. So when I'm watching a show, for instance, I'm aware of all of the thousands of different shows I could be watching and it just becomes kind of hard to concentrate or be present. And that constant awareness of alternatives while having chosen one thing can be empowering, like I said. But being mindful of when it come, becomes distracting and overwhelming, I think, is important for me. And what I found helps with that is actually to simplify certain areas of my life, to make decisions easier and kind of no-brainer and to be more present with decisions that I've made. So this is kind of overlapping with the clear versus blurry decision-making. But I find a way that can help to enable clear decision-making presence is simplifying. So for me, for example, I really like to have a more limited wardrobe and then have a couple simple staple go-to meals to eat, to choose from, for example, and just different areas of my life that I like to eliminate this amount, the amount of choices and still feel like I can choose a few different things, but make that a lot more simple for myself. And it doesn't mean that I'm really strict with that and rigid with that and I don't give myself permission to play around when I do feel like it. 
Okay, and then one more little tip. This is actually something that my partner and I, Jamie, implemented at the beginning of our relationship. Specifically, I find this helps with making decisions between you and another person or you and a group of people. And the reason that I think it helps is because I think sometimes when we express a preference for one thing over the other, we don't want to be difficult or we don't want to hurt someone's feelings who may have had the opposite preference. Jamie and I would find ourselves in a position of not being able to make decisions about anything as a unit and so we implemented this thing. It may exist, I don't know where we came up with this, but it's called 5149 and it's basically like what is 51% of you want? You're not saying that you massively prefer one over the other, but you have to decide what your 51 is and then we'll base our decision off of that, especially if our 51s are the same and sometimes what we'll do is if we're having this kind of prolonged debate about what to do it probably means that neither of us feel super strongly about either option so we'll just say okay Jamie today you choose what's your 5149 and even if I feel slightly different we're gonna go with that and that for me really helps to get through those times where you're just going back and forth as a unit and you could probably also use this for yourself. Okay, so that kind of covers all of the tips that I wanted to share. And now I want to open Instagram and just kind of read out some of the responses to the sticker that I put out, which basically asked, how do you feel about decision making? And if anything you've found has helped. And I got a lot of responses. So I'm just going to read through a few of them. This person said, I check in with myself and whatever I feel more drawn to choose, I choose. Yeah, I think that's a super simple way of going about it. And what I would say for myself is that there always is a deep knowing of what it is that I want to choose. I just think we're not really encouraged to be connected with that. We're quite often encouraged to be more connected to what other people want for us, at least, you know, speaking from personal experience. So I think simplifying and just checking in with yourself and having a practice of being able to understand the internal signals that are prompting you towards a certain path and a certain decision I think that is a very valuable kind of lesson. Another person said accepting uncertainty is super helpful. Yes, I kind of mentioned this throughout the episode about how you orient yourself to the unknown and it's not necessarily about making it this fun, mysterious, exciting thing. Just the acceptance of it and not trying to control every single aspect I think can be really helpful. This person said, sometimes the only thing that works is making a decision even though I'm confused and then the gut feeling of this was right for you follows or not. Yeah, I think we can't really know what's going to unfold and sometimes we do have to be in a state of confusion and just make a decision anyways and then whatever unfolds after that, it kind of... This sounds bad, but I think for me, it's just, it is what it is. And in some circumstances, you know, we learn from certain experiences that in hindsight, we wish we would have made, we wouldn't have made a certain decision. But again, I think it's just sometimes recognizing that the need to move forward is more important than the need to know every single aspect of the situation. This person said writing stuff down and being able to visualize it on a page really helps me. Yeah, I really like that and something that just came up for me that I've spoken with Jamie about before is like making a decision tree and sometimes we have all of these like impending doom thoughts about a certain path but sometimes I think maybe just writing down a decision tree of like okay if I took this decision here's what I can visualize happening and all of the potential outcomes that could sprout from that are these favorable do I want these outcomes what are some things that I might not be thinking of that are positive if I'm thinking predominantly negative etc and I think just taking what's in your head and putting it onto paper I agree that helps me to really get clear on things you know have some clarity and just be a little bit like kind of manage that overwhelm feeling This person said, always listing things I need to know slash, excuse me, sorry, let me start over. Always listing things I need to do slash know slash things that need to fall into place beforehand. Always wondering if I want something or if I just think I should. Yeah, I think this comes back to that over analysis of like all of the possible outcomes, which again, for me, 
I need to have some sense of stability and security in order to confidently move forward, but recognizing when that's tapering a little bit too far into creating an unpleasant experience of over-analysis and rumination. And the other part that they said that I thought was really interesting and I kind of touched on again is always wondering if I want something or if I just think I should. And I think for me, sometimes this state of do I want something or do I just think I should, sometimes actually making moves toward that thing and sometimes even doing the thing that I th- I'm not sure whether it's me that wants it or I just think I should want it, helps me to actually gain clarity. I know that this may not work in every single situation, but for me, for example, something that I really thought that I should be working for and something that I should really want was a large social media following, specifically because I thought that that would help me to advance my career. Whereas I realized that that in and of itself wasn't the really, really important marker of my success. And Pursuing that for a bit helped me to realize that that wasn't really going to make me happy. And it's not that I couldn't work towards that, but that as a complete holistic goal for me was something that I think was just, I don't know, I guess being in that industry, you think that's what you should be working towards. And for me, having that as an end goal was not fulfilling. Another person said, for me, it comes from my fear of failure. I hate wasting time and feeling like I'm, quote, falling behind. Yeah, I I think it's kind of a commonly held fear of what if I make this decision and it doesn't work out as I planned and then I feel like I've wasted all this time and my peers are so much further ahead of me. And I'll share that personally, I have also experienced this fear and have also experienced this kind of like actualizing in a way there was a period when I left my job and I wanted to kind of create something for myself and at the same time I was comparing myself with peers who kind of stayed in the job that I could have also stayed in and I would compare myself a lot because from an income perspective from a career path perspective they were a lot further along what I found was kind of kind of interesting though is actually speaking to people who you perceive to be further along and then just seeing how they feel because what I found was a lot of those people were comparing themselves to me and seeing the freedom that I had and seeing the you know different experiences that I was able to have and they were feeling kind of a sense of envy towards me so it's always this element of the idea of falling behind there's always a trade-off there and I really think comparing where someone is on their journey is just not worthwhile. And anytime I find myself falling into that, for me, because I'm trying to grow out of that way of thinking, I just have to shut it down. And, you know, that's kind of maybe a bit simplifying, but that's what works best for me. Okay, let's read out a few more. Overwhelmed with the possible future impacts a decision could make. Another person said, walking away if I can and coming back to it later. Yeah, I think that's also a really valuable point that it doesn't have to be, you know, you're either in this state of decision paralysis and ruminating on it or you make the decision. You can also just kind of set it aside for a bit and try if you can to withdraw your energy from either making the decision and working towards it or thinking about it and just kind of recognizing that you may not have what you need right now to make the decision, but that you can come back to it and check in with yourself later. Ooh, I really like this one. Someone answered, someone once told me to, quote, struggle in the right direction. So that guides my decisions. Ooh, I will have to think about that for a bit, but I really like that. I think Again, this actually brings up kind of, sorry, by the way, if this isn't cohesive, I'm reading these all for the first time. This brings up something that I think is important is you can make the right decision or what you perceive to be the right decision to other people and struggle in a way that is so soul draining if that makes sense and so soul sucking or you can make a decision that maybe doesn't necessarily feel from an outsider is the best decision or the smartest decision or whatever it may be but because you care so much about the direction that you're going in any struggle that you feel feels worthy and feels good and you don't feel like you resent anyone else because the decision that you made was your own and that for me those struggles feel so much more 
manageable because I feel fully in control of that situation and I know I put myself there and I know that it wasn't because someone else expected me to make that decision that I made it. I feel like the quote struggle that I experience in those scenarios feels a lot more gratifying maybe and just fulfilling. This person said, I feel really paralyzed by opportunity and lots of free time. This is so interesting. Oh, and they said in brackets, summer months and breaks. This is so interesting and I've thought about this a lot as well. This is probably a topic for another podcast episode, but the ways in which we actually struggle to fill time and for a lot of us, like we think we want more freedom and we think we don't want to work. And then when you're in that position, you're, you're, there's like a whole new set of challenges. And I find that kind of sad that we don't really know what to do with our time because I think for many of us, the large majority of our time is spent kind of working towards something, working school, schoolwork, productivity related tasks. And so when we're met with kind of open expanses of time, the choice of that and the fact that we now have agency to choose what we want to do with our time it actually can feel overwhelming and I think at least in my case sometimes I just revert back to work so yeah I can definitely relate to that I will read one more out and it said I've struggled to make decisions because I fear missing out on other options yes we touched on that earlier about being aware of the existence of alternatives and hopefully the kind of reflection that I shared about just for the time being trying as best as you can and whichever way you need to to detach from the other options and knowing I guess kind of reframing your narrative around other options being aware of the fact that you are always in a position where there are so many options it's just a matter of how you orient yourself towards those do you see that you choosing one thing means that you'll never get to choose something else and it's so final and it's so rigid or do you see that this is where you're investing your time and energy and presence right now and you're not necessarily closing any doors to things that really would be meaningful and important to you in the future. Okay, so apparently I had a lot more to say on decisions and I think this was a important conversation because of how many people responded to that sticker and how many people felt that I was actually kind of surprised to see that so many people struggled with making decisions like myself. So this was supposed to be a mini episode. I think I said that at the beginning, but obviously it turned into a full one. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope you enjoyed. And if you need a part two to talk about this a little bit more, then I would love to. Definitely let me know your thoughts and your feedback. And yeah, I hope that you have a run wonderful, excuse me. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you in next week's episode. 